Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It's a show where we talk about musicals and the lessons that they teach us. It's right there in the title, guys. Oh my, <laughs> my name is Miranda Selwood. I'll be taking you through the episode today. And with me... Julie Eisentrager. It's just the two of us because we've got two special guests. No way! <laughs> I like it when people say special and guests. I love how you did that hair. I know, and no one can see me. Special. Yeah, but you have to tell the people your name. Sorry, it's Panda Hayden. Hey! Hello. And this is Caitlin Maxwell. Hello, Caitlin Maxwell, new to the show. Yes, very fresh. Uh, do you listen? I, I don't know what a podcast was. Um, I had to be explained like quite literally an hour ago. Literally. Look, I had dial-up internet until I was like 15. So oh, that yeah. was like last year, was it? Um, yeah, but, oh, I mean, how old? Seven years ago. <laughs> oh. So I'm just, I'm a bit behind. Like I've only just sort of downloaded Tumblr. Oh. So that's just how. But they've changed what you can put on there now, so it's yeah, less it's, interesting. What's yeah. Tumblr? <laughs> it's Miranda's that- not working. <laughs> It's like Instagram with words. What's Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Again, not joking. Uh, um, I have learnt our Instagram handle at Musicals Teach Me, which is the same as our Twitter handle. But have you learnt how to say Ariana Grande? (laughs) So she's Canadian? (laughs) Ariana Grande. Nice. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, good. It's definitely more Queensland. See, we learn things. We learn things on this podcast. Um, we hope that you also learn things. But right now, we're going to learn things about our guests. Now, Panda, you've done the getting to know you quiz. I have. We just can't get to know him no more. Oh. So, are you happy to just let Kate, just? Yeah, that's fine. Are you I mean, I right? think you had a guest on that was on there for their third time, and you did something special. But whatever, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, Take it away, Kayla. Um, usually third time round, you get to cast us in shows. So you could okay. maybe have a okay. think about I'll have a think about that. What you would cast Julie and I in. Yes. Uh, while we do the getting to know you quiz with Caitlin. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Um, I've been pre-warned that I might already be upset about one of the answers to your questions, but... We're going to do the quiz anyway. <clears throat> Which musical character would other people compare you to? I always get Jan because from Greece because every brush, time brush, someone brush. yeah yeah That's you'd think right? it was because of the toothbrush because I have quite good teeth mm. but it's not it's because I quite literally always have food in my mouth. <laughs> it's Does just she I've always have food in her mouth? Always, always. I have oh. snacks. I have so much Tupperware. Filled with snacks. I was going to say, don't eat the Tupperware. No, No, but I I constantly eat. Okay, so So. we've got Jan from Greece. Yeah. Uh, Which musical character from Greece or plenty of other shows to choose from would you like other people to compare you to? Well, I was just saying I'd love to be compared to Rizzo. Because I love the bad girl aesthetic. That's pretty pretty cool. Um, But also like Elle Woods would be pretty cool to be compared so to. So the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, say, yeah it, I'm a Rizzo. diverse lady. Maybe Rizzo isn't as as bad as we think. Bless her. Well, she's not bad. She's, not. she's misunderstood. As is Elle Woods. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is your dream role? I would love to be Elle Woods and I think that's why I jump into that. And I'd love to be Rizzo. So, But Elle Woods is definitely the role that I would love to play. And I'd love to play Calamity Jane, another very... No um, one's uh, done that in a while. No, no. So someone needs to get on that. Yeah. 
Panic. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it fits the branding. The aesthetic, okay. yeah. 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 Yeah, there's no business like Charlotte. LED screen and a guitar solo when it's panic, so that's yeah. fine. We can do it. <laughs> right, I look forward to that new production of Calamity Jane. Um, what is your favourite Sondheim show? Now, remember how you said you'd be really upset? Favourite Sondheim show? Um, Say I, it. Okay. Um, Love I'm really sorry. Sondheim show. I absolutely uh, hate him with a burning passion. What has he ever done to you? Um, mentally abused my brain. <laughs> you really hate Gypsy? I like. I tried to because it's like cool too. If you're in like musical theatre, it's cool to like Zondheim. But I I'm like, say it's cool to hate Gypsy. It's like I think you're no, doing no, it wrong. No, no, yeah, you're doing um, it wrong. I'm so sorry. I don't you like have to apologise personally to me about yeah, it. Yeah, you might have okay. to. Say sorry but the phone is ringing and it is Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> direct line to the show. Would you have uh, that? Hmm? Would you have a direct line? Oh. Apparently, one of our guests made it for us. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Just Stephen. One eight hundred MTME. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so just declining to respond to that question. Yep, yeah, flat out. Um, sorry. Favorite is a relative term. Yeah. So what is what is your least you, hated? What's your least hated <laughs> sometimes show? <laughs> so this is in your own version of hell and into the woods oh yeah okay that's a weird that's hell. a very sondheim sondheim too yeah it's that's not where common. i thought you were gonna go yeah, yeah. and that's the one i deleted <laughs> <laughs> is that why you're okay to pick it because it's already gone so yeah. you don't have to yeah okay all right interesting yeah i think we might have just lost some listeners but it's okay <laughs> It's all right. There may also be some who are going, yes, thank God someone said it. Yes. Uh, what's your go-to shower song? Obviously, oh, Living on a Prayer. best hits. No? I bon jo- oh, okay. I'm a ridiculous Bon Jovi fan. Yeah. Outside my musical theatre um, fanery. I love Bon Fan-er- Jovi. Fanery. 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 General fanery. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, cool. So Bon Jovi in the shower. You <clears throat> have to delete oh. a musical from existence. Which one is it? Do you, yeah, do you <clears throat> do you want to like just not not let me answer this? Just no, you can't you... delete a whole catalog. We've tried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lever. <laughs> okay, I hate and I know you like this one. I hate the last five years. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I hate it with. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm make, I, I feel like I'm making it. friends tonight. Oh, it's, a, it's all right. Heaps it's a great show, friends. but Jason Robert Brown is overrated. But that's fine. Well. <laughs> Not if you ask him, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or his wallet. Yeah, fair enough. All his fans are very devoted. All the bridges. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice to just throw with that in for anyone who missed that jab uh, about bridges over Madison County. Um, one of the most successful shows I think JLB's ever done. Um, deserved more. We actually saw him win the Tony for orchestration. Is this when you're, you're dropping that you were at the Tonys? Again? Yeah, just yeah. casually every now and then <laughs> yep. in an episode. I just have yep. to mention that Zane and I went to yep. the Tonys. And um, then Hugh Jackman barely spoke to you. Barely. I mean, <laughs> it was just like a 20-minute conversation, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's back in town soon. We'll have to catch up, won't we, darling? <laughs> I feel like we've gone off the rails. Um, so you have brought a show. Oh, oh, Panda, sorry. Yes. What are you casting Julie and I as? Um, I would love to see Julie play Fennigan. I would watch that. The Is it Fennigan that runs? The Hannigan. Hannigan, sorry. Hannigan. I was like, Fagan oh, and sorry. Hannigan? Yeah, both. You, both. you can be both. Okay, great. Oh yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> they are, yeah, they're basically the same character, aren't they? Yeah. Gets two kids' shows done at once. Yes. I'm okay <laughs> <Good> with that. <laughs> and... I would cast you again as Mrs. Lovett. Oh, thanks. I'm ready to do it again. I loved you as Mrs. Lovett. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kate will be there like every day. <laughs> just watching Sweeney over and over Should and be over. Weeping. Well, I, excitement. Well, it says heaps that I did watch you over and over and over and still loved it. So Thanks, man. Because I love you. Aww. Oh, creepy. Okay, moving on. Ten points. <laughs> I'm you know, winning the podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, you have brought us a show though. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Wicked, We're which I talk- can't believe you guys haven't done. Well, there've been requests. Oh, and we've we have had it in the calendar because you booked it in a long time ago. I did. Yeah. Awesome. So 
Yep. We've all been waiting for you to get here and finally do this. Excellent. I better live up to the hype. Yes, you better. (laughs) Okay, so we are going to talk about Wicked. The amazing smash hit of a musical yeah. that opened and just never closed. Basically, yeah, it is still yeah. running on Broadway, still it's running still on West going. End, still running in Chicago. It's just running. Everywhere. Well, it's, everywhere. Fly, it's flying. It's flying <laughs> everywhere. It is defying gravity, among other things. <laughs> um, it did not win for Best Musical in its uh, opening year, though, which was quite the controversy at the time. Yes, because back then you, I think – Tony's weren't based on ticket sales, which I think. Not. Well, I know that, I know they're not, but I just think nowadays it's taken a lot more into consideration how popular it is as well, not just how amazing it is. Well, that's a bit rude. What? I'm a bit offended. That's fine. Be Why offended. Are you offended. It should be on its merit, not on it its should be. ticket sales. Sometimes morons see shows multiple times, and we love them for it generally. <laughs> But yes, producers all around the world love them for it. Yes. Um, So tell us about the show. So it was originally a book written by Gregory Maguire. Um, The book is very different to the musical. Um, Spoiler alert, she dies in the book and she's dead completely. Fun. 100%. Done. Is there a sequel? Yeah, called Son of a Witch. It's about her son. Oh. I've Mm. I've actually read the book. You don't remember it? Um, it was originally, the book was originally optioned to be a movie by Universal Studios and they couldn't figure out how to turn it into a movie that made sense. Um, and, um, Stephen Schwartz, uh, read the book and went, this would be amazing <laughs> as a musical. And then he tried to write it and realized that Universal had the options already because he got in touch with Gregory Maguire, Gregory Maguire direct. Um, and then Universal went, yes, you're right. It could be a musical, which is why. Uh, Universal Theatrical Productions are one of the producers that's noted because Ooh, they released it. That's some money there. Mm-hmm. 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 So that's what you need to do. You need to pick something movies already own. Shrek. Oh. It's actually becoming really popular mm. um, because they tend to release the rights along with going, well, if it's really popular, our exist- especially with an existing movie, they'll go, well, our- we'll experience more popularity again. So... Yeah. Two bites Double of the cherry, yeah. yeah. And for a movie studio, $15 million is not a huge amount of money where that is a Broadway musical mm. when they're spending 150 on a movie. So, yeah. What else would you like to know? I'm a uh, how treasure trove. Um, uh, so-, so they actually wrote um, – Stephen Schwartz wrote – it's something insane, like 300 minutes of music mm. um, and then huge swathes of it were cut during out-of-town tryouts. I think it was up to just before it opened – in San Francisco, there wasn't even Dancing Through Life. It was another <gasps> song called Where Is the Party. Um, Where was the party? Did we ever find out? No. Okay. It, it's it's one of those eternal questions like who let the dogs out. Just <laughs> we will never know. We'll never know. Uh, one of the interesting things about that is that whole sequence, the Dancing Through Life sequence, ended up bringing three or four scenes together, together into you know a bit of a montage, if and you will. As someone who's worked on the show as a lighting designer, it is t- that sequence is terrifying because even more so than Defying Gravity because it just doesn't stop. Like it flows. There's no places to stop if something happens or if someone's late. It's just 13 minutes of absolute terror to get through that sequence, which also has all of the big set changes. It does. Massive <laughs> set changes. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. But, I mean, it does tell the story very, very quickly. My, um, I do like that it opened in 2003 in, and it took years to get to um, Australia. Like it didn't open in Australia until 2008. We waited for a long time because it was doing so well on Broadway. Yeah. They they didn't want to do anything else with it while they were still selling Broadway tickets for Absolutely. billions of dollars. Yeah, and it's – I mean, they were already talking about a movie version of it before we got it in Australia. Yes. And we're still talking about a movie version <laughs> of it. Um, and the Australian um, – they had the 10th anniversary and then the 15th anniversary was still touring in Australia of the release on Broadway. Um and I think it's only just recently been surpassed, but it held like the top five records for highest grossing weeks in ticket sales for a long time. Sweet. Yeah. If you had to guess what it's been surpassed by. 
It's been surpassed by a few things. I know Dear Evan Hansen was one of them. Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton, Hamilton, <laughs> yeah. Hamilton. So I think the top 20 now reads Hamilton, Hamilton. and Dear Evan <laughs> Hansen's at like 19. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. <clears throat> um, and I've heard talk that they're going basically with the upcoming closure of Phantom, which they've been mooting for a long time on Broadway. That That's the first I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's I'm it's, so excited. It's moving, <laughs> but the rules are it's moving to another venue because that the venue that it's in needs to have a huge amount of work done to it. Mm. And depending on how long it moves for, Phantom has this thing that they've only got a split amount of a certain amount of time. Yeah. Otherwise Wicked surpasses it for longest running. <gasps> or longest consistently running, yeah. Okay. So it's like they're going to beat it. They're going to be in by like two performances <laughs> and then it continues. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. I Weird look facts. forward to that. <laughs> um, so it did win some Tony. It did. What did it win? It won for best. I know it won for best set. I know it won for best lighting for Kenneth Posner. But it missed out for music book. It was music. And musical, yes. which all went to. Avenue Q. Q. Yes. But that was a huge year that year it came out as well. Massive there was year. some great stuff Massive. on that year. Um, but we can definitely also agree that uh, the book is a little bit – the book didn't deserve to win. Like the book's a little bit – Of Wicked? Yes. Not the book it's based on. I mean the book of the musical okay. of Wicked. All right. Um, can you tell us a bit about the book? Give us the plot. Okay. In <clears> – <throat> Wait, do we need to time yeah, this? you can time me. I can do this. Okay, all right. Um, there is a whole bunch of people celebrating, and then they realize that you're. Then you realize that they're celebrating because the green witch is dead. Um, Glinda, who is the pink witch, is uh, telling you that she is dead. That she's one hundred percent dead. And then you go back in time, and you realize that they knew each other at school, and then Toto, shush. Yeah, sorry. Um, and then they knew each other at school. They fought. They fought a lot. One of the girls was popular, one of the girls wasn't, and the green girl falls in love with the guy who's in love with the pink girl. And then they become friends in one song because it's a musical. And then they <laughs> go to the Emerald City. Um, they uh, meet the wizard. The wizard is actually evil. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Madame Morrible, who has a name like Morrible, is also evil. Shocking. Um, and she's now working for the wizard. Uh, oh, my God, the green girl can fly. Interval popcorn. Have a couple more wines. Come back in. The pink girl decides that it's easier to work for the wizard and Morrible. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the guy that's in love with the pink Pink girl ends up sleeping with the green girl. Um, the pink girl and the green girl fight. Then the uh, green girl turns the guy that she loves into a scarecrow and then fakes her own death. And they leave happily ever after in what is one of the weirdest lighting cues in the history of musical theatre. Done. Tell me more about the weirdest lighting cue in musical theatre. <laughs> it's so beautiful. The entire show is so beautiful. And it's like they got to the end and they're like, oh, they've got to disappear. Oh, smoke and open white. Bright light at the back. <laughs> Done. Hate it. <laughs> Hate it. 97 minutes we sit there and then we're like, ah, oh, well, okay, good. I can't say I've ever <laughs> noticed that as a jarring moment. It's really bright and it's really white. Oh. Yep. Okay. All yep. right. I'll take your word for it. Yep. Caitlin? Yeah. Hit me. Opinions on the white <laughs> uh, <laughs> light? Uh, yeah, I think the lighting. <laughs> not my speciality. I, I just, um, I love, or oh, I love Wicked. I think it's, it's not Sondheim. So <laughs> it's still a Stephen. It is. It is. It is. It is. So, but I have lots of, um, lots of various opinions on on Wicked. Um, not speci- um, on lighting as much. I have no idea. That's fine. It probably lighting. doesn't offend anyone but else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I think it's a bit judgy on the on the pink girl. You can that's harsh, Panda. Yeah, I know. Well, she's white and pretty. I don't like her. Oh, <laughs> rude. Um, so the show does have a um a big following. It's almost a Disney princess film, isn't it? I mean, yeah, in, in format. Well, it it created one. It definitely did. <laughs> it did. Um, Same key and everything. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even know. Um, it it did so well yep. initially in its first few years because of that, or partly because of that development of the relationship between the two princesses mm-hmm. or a princess character equivalents in um, Elphaba and Glinda, and the that 
wonderful goodness positive friendship story yeah. that they tell which is so different to the themes of the original book yep which were a lot so darker. much a lot darker a lot darker the original the original book is if you put eight or seven seasons of the west wing and a disney book <laughs> in a blender because it is political intrigue and yeah and um spies and and um going against the grain and and like trying to um, fight against animals with a capital A, which is the big thing in the book. Animals with a little A are just normal animals, and animals with a capital A can speak, yes. and talk, and think, and and hold power. And it's very 1937 Berlin. Like it's yeah. it's there's a lot of parallels that they All draw. All of that takes a backseat in the musical to this story of two friends. Yes, who have a friendship. Yes, because that's what would sell tickets. And a, and a lot of the, like, there's a whole section in the book and they talk about the, the dragon clock all the time and it was such a huge part of the the uh, story when they originally were writing the musical. But now people don't click, like, people don't ask why is there a dragon hanging above the proscenium and why is everything made of cogs? Why is there a dragon hanging above the proscenium and why is everything made of cogs? <laughs> because in the book and when they originally started writing the musical, the story that they had with the designer was that it was a, in the book, there's scenes that take place inside the dragon clock and it's like a traveling uh, carriage that goes around to different towns and the clockwork opens up and it shows different scenes. So they kind of ran with that for the set. They thought it was going to be very cool that the clockwork would open and this whole thing took place inside the dragon clock. And then they just kind of removed all references to it. And now the dragon moves at the start of the overture and then that's it. And there's still cogs everywhere and it's very cool. Like it's a fantastic looking set. It's one of the most beautiful sets ever. I think it's very, very clever. Well, they won the Tony for it. I mean, they did. <laughs> but they it doesn't reference back to the story anymore. Mm. It's just a cool place where things happen. But it was the first of a, a – um, Sweeney Todd did it as well when they were originally on Broadway that they didn't have a literal set anymore. It was just a place that happened and there was elements that came on and off stage but they weren't going – this is a lounge room and this is a bedroom and this is... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The design aesthetic changed yeah. around there. Cool. Anything else? Anything else to share before we move on to the lessons that we have learned? Uh, my favourite uh, little bit of trivia from it is that there is a co-writing credit for for Good, which is Stephen Schwartz's daughter, because he, when he was trying to figure out how to s- these two characters could say goodbye he asked her what would you say to your best friend if you knew you were never going to see her again and she wrote a letter and some of the lines are direct from that i didn't know that yeah yeah i think it's oh. really there was there's a like the road to broadway documentary and they talk about it with him or that the first seven notes of the defying gravity theme are actually the first seven notes from somewhere over the rainbow just in a different key because if you steal eight notes it's stealing but seven notes is an homage yeah <laughs> I didn't know that rule either about the homage and the stealing. Well, to steal from many is research and to steal from one is plagiarism. (laughs) All right. I think we need to send both of those things to our good friend Andy. Yep. um, Just for future reference. Uh, No, he just – yeah. As a Pink (laughs) Floyd fan, let's not get into (laughs) – Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Okay. Listen Um, to Echoes. Just listen to it. We're getting distracted now. Um, So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with all the lessons that we have learned from Wicked. Okay, so we're going to talk the lessons that we learned from Wicked. But we just need to point out Mm -hmm. real quick. Julie Eisentrager has become <laughs> It's Kristen me, Katie. <laughs> Surprise. That's our latest magic trick Woo! since we're talking about Wicked. I'd um. like to say it was a beautiful thing to watch, but it was actually terrifying. If anyone's seen Alien, <laughs> little KB <laughs> burst forth. KB had some some more gems to share with us. So we're just like switching it up. We're just swapping yeah, the you in. Know. This Drop is the gem. how you get Drop the gem you it. came to the table with. Um, the gem is that um, Alphaba in, in the books doesn't have a name. She's just the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm. Um, so uh, Gregory Maguire, when he was writing Wicked, was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm 
going to use good old Al Frank's initials, LFB, and just call her Alphaba. What? Amazing. Mind <laughs> Also, I don't know if you guys mentioned the fact that there's like a little bit of Somewhere Over the Rainbow in the show. Yeah. yeah. You did? Yeah. I wasn't really listening, guys. I mean, I'm really that sorry. is so 10 minutes ago. Well, you wouldn't have heard it anyway. You were like inside I was waiting inside, to emerge. <laughs> inside you. <laughs> Would have been all muffled and ugh. Let's not go there. Next. <laughs> so where we are going to go is the lessons that we've learned from Wicked. And I guess one of the things that, that I learned – from Wicked mm. is um, you're going to get mileage out of painting one of your characters green. Mm-hmm. You really are. Shrek. Man, are you going <laughs> to get <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mm. This, the whole, like, people are obsessed with Elphaba being green. Yeah. I mean, yes, she's green. It's important to the story. <laughs> but they wheel it out in the marketing, yeah. don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. I think the image yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Like if you actually – it's it's become, you know, it's the image of Wicked. But if you look at it, the fact that Glinda's whispering in the ear but it's the the green the and the The original logo with the – it's, it's the logo that you have. Yeah. Yeah. It's their two silhouettes sort of Yeah, together. it's amazing. Classic. It's very, very clever. Classic logo drawing. I learnt that towards the end of April you are always going to get a Wicked meme that it's says true. it's May. <laughs> you will always get it. Have you not had so that? May. What happens? It's May. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. It's me, <laughs> or that, or Justin Timberlake. One of the two. You're going to get at the end of April every every year. Okay. Um, to go into like the story, I put down to like know your worth, despite what everybody else decides your worth is. Mm-hmm. Put your foot down and be like, no, I'm a boss. Like, yep. let's do this. That's like ours. Uh, I learned that sometimes you can be that girl. You can be. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Oh. <laughs> Don't cry, Katie. I'll try really hard, but it's been a really big day, guys. <laughs> um, I guess like people want to know more of stories that they love too. I think Wicked is so popular because The Wizard of Oz was so popular, mm. and they want to know more about the characters that we don't really hear about in that mm. story. So just bank on nostalgia, guys. Same lesson I learned last week, really. Keep on <laughs> banking on nostalgia. Nostalgia will always win. <laughs> it will always win. I learnt that I hate when people cheer in the middle of a song when it's a musical. I just, yeah, like, I don't get me wrong, take me to a concert, take me to Pink and I will cheer, not a problem, and sing along. There's something about walking into a theatre to sit down and enjoy a story and having 5 million 15-year-old girls all squeal every time Fiero walks on or she starts to fly. Is it because like, it's no. Rob Mills? Oh. <laughs> 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 They're just used to seeing him in that, that way I, until they can squeal. Um, I experienced that in a really frustrating manner when I went to see The Sound of Music. What? In Australia when I went People to see The Sound that? of Music. <gasps> every time, oh, my gosh, I'm going to forget his name. Who was, who was it? He played Max. I wish, I wish you could Max. see Miranda's face right now. It's amazing. Bert Newton. Bert Newton. Oh. Bert Newton played Max and every time he walked on the stage, everyone went. They do that. They do yeah. that in <laughs> Wicked as well when he took over. To Bert the same Newton? Thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, there is that thing when someone really famous walks on stage because they do it all they the time. All and and on like, Broadway this is the Look same. at them walking upright. Yes. <laughs> I declare it the entrance of the season. There was like Elf Stewart in uh, Priscilla. I'm like, he's quite literally walked not well, by the yeah. way. Oh, no. As someone who watched many, many performances of that, <laughs> many, many, every time, every performance. For the listeners, we're talking about. Uh, um, Priscilla. Priscilla. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, every time, I can never remember his real name, Ray Ma um, walked on stage, he I got an instant. I swear to God, his name was Elf Stewart in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you flaming galah. No, um, every time he walked on, sometimes, and depending on the crowd, like Wednesday matinee, there would be a good 30 second round Show of applause. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh and I'm God. like, that band are vamping hard. I learned that. Pink goes good with green. Pink. Yes, it does. does. Complimentary colours. Yeah. Mm. Opposite on the colour wheel. <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, I, I learnt a lot about making up cool words. Yeah. I, one of the things that I really love about the world that's created in the musical 
mm-hmm. that didn't come from the books at all is just this, oh, I need this weird word to rhyme with this other word. I'll just change it. Mm. And then it permeates everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes you listen a little bit more There's a line that the Morrible has. There's a line that Morrible has where she's like, never mind, just a slight gulch that she says yes. at the start. It's great. And like it Good slips over a lot of people, but I don't like um, manifestorium and stuff yeah, that they yeah. use in the in yeah. the show. Yeah, it's a beautiful use of words that mm-hmm. actually makes you think about the meaning of them in a slightly different, different way, way. Yeah. because they're not real words, but they still make perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm. they're still in the form of words, yeah. and it's it's an example of of how you can play with language. And Absolutely, I think, I think that. Stephen Schwartz does that beautifully yeah, in in really all well. of his lyrics. Yeah. But he, I feel like he had a bit of fun with yeah. that element in this show. Um, pop, if you listen to Popular and forget that you've heard it a million times before, there's that line, um, a sister and advice, like the way he plays with the rhythm of the words to make them rhyme yes. with what's come before. Yep. Is fantastic. It's very, very clever, clever, and you'll hate this, but it's Sondheim esque. It's a little Sondheim, yeah. <laughs> We've it's now v- just ruined Wicked. <laughs> um, there are two sides to every story, and the villain in one person's story may not be the villain in the other person's story. You're always the villain in someone's story. You in are. someone's story, you are the villain. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Saying like, I am the villain in all stories. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stroking you. <laughs> that is an important lesson to learn. Thank you, KB. No worries. Um, I think the actual message of the show has a lot to do with friendship and the value of friendship and trust. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, that's a very strong theme that appears in the marketing of the show as well as you know, the actual yeah. performance. Uh, someone said to me today that the um, one of the lessons is that you can still be friends with someone even if you don't share every same value. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. But And you can still be friends with someone if you take their man. It's well, true. That's a little individual. All you need for true love is a little magic and faking your own death. That's all you need. <laughs> oh, I haven't faked my own death. No, oh, I don't have any magic. So by our powers combined. Cool. Um it I would have loved to see a lot more of, um, of the talking animals in the design of the show and in the storyline, but mm. it, like that part budget. of the storyline like does. even budget alone would be, does. yeah. But the design of the show is so fun. I, I wanted to see more of it. Um, but I think that what they, they do choose to include from that storyline into mm. the show is um, its own little side yeah. story uh, about – acceptance and difference and and this is something that we are facing as a worldwide society at the moment well we have been for decades um there's been a lot of change in this last sort of century as far as that's you know how we see people who are a bit different from us um maybe they're goats maybe they're humans but hey we're all living together and (laughs) those in power will turn you against people purely for their own yeah (laughs) inciting public fear in something else is the quickest Mm. way to gain power and if you ever get a chance you can search it online um there is the timeline that dr dillamond is referring to on the Mm. blackboard um and if you get a chance to read it and the only reason we ever did was because i designed the show and we tried to find out what it is and it's a timeline talking about the great famine and food became scarce and humans didn't want to share with animals and and there's a whole backstory to why the wizard wants to get rid of him and animals that can talk Mm. but you know who's to say that that's exactly the same as what's happening now (laughs) yep yep So there was a little bit of mirroring. Just a little bit. Oh, there's that. a there's a lot of mirroring. <laughs> mirroring. I did also learn that some unless you really hit an audience sometimes over the face, they will miss quite an important plot point. And mm-hmm. that's if you speak to a lot of people, they don't realise that when it rains on stage, that she doesn't have an umbrella. There is an entire section at the end of I'm Not That Girl where it starts to rain and Morrible walks out with an umbrella and she says a very quick line cover yourself you're getting wet yeah and then she makes morrible makes the clouds go away but half the audience people that i've spoken to that love the show don't click yeah that water doesn't affect her 
oh, yeah, well, I've just learnt that just now. (laughs) I'm like, what? Yeah, so when she has the bucket thrown at her and she melts, if you've picked up on that in Act 1, you're like, what? This guy, look at me. (laughs) Learning lessons from musicals while having seen musicals so many times. Did I just so teach times. you something about you, a musical? Yes, you did, Panda. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> life life, life complete. complete. <laughs> so when are we going to see the singing in the rain version of that where there's real water? Ooh. Challenge laid out. People. Well, you're about to be in a production of it, Miranda. Maybe you can suggest. <laughs> hey! I completely forgot that. Yes, yeah, we're awesome. accidentally talking about it the week before I start rehearsals for Wicked. Um, I'm in the ensemble, and I'm very pleased because I don't want the pressure of any of those roles. <laughs> it's a hard sing. Oh, it's constantly man. up there with one of the hardest tracks. Uh, question question for the assembled mm. people at microphones and off microphones if you care to have an opinion. <laughs> um, a lot of people go into this show going, oh, Elphaba, she sings that Define Gravity song. That's a big sing. That's the biggest song that anyone's ever sung ever. Mm. It is not the no. biggest sing for her in this show. No, it's um, the one in Act 2. No Good Deed. No, no Good, good Deed. deed. Is which is also coming huge. 75 minutes into the show. Yeah. Yes. It's huge. And there are I, – I do like the fact that there are um, – I have weird YouTube habits and there's like who sang the Fiero riff the best. Just have a look that on – it's 20 minutes of, of amazing people, people just – just ring – like there's there's a YouTube guy called Holly Go Lightly and all okay. he does is like who sang uh, 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 the best and it's just 25 minutes of whatever – <laughs> and there is one. There's been some very good Fieros. Yeah, and there's who sang the Fiero riff the best, mm. and it just compares them. But it does the little note at the bottom is like that was an you know that was a G six that was a that's a plane. But the, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> 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 um, I'm. We should link that one. Yeah, Maybe. it's really we'll interesting. And, and he it. also does like who does the be- best so much better finale and all that kind nice. of stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. I have been watched that. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On I'm, your dial-up, that would have taken a while. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. did. Oh, all, acro- all across YouTube and Vine just doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> how it is. No, I know. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, well, last call on lessons and then we're going to cast this baby. I got none. Ding, 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 I think ding. good. Who's in the Dreamcast? Oh, wait, I need to do the thing. Dreamcast, Dreamcast. Oh, I forgot. I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if that was it, Miranda. What is that? Is that from Wayne's try- World? No, we're trying to stream. Oh, 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 Dreamcast. 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 Party time. Dreamcast. Zac Efron. <laughs> oh, mate. We know where Zac Efron's going. <laughs> Thank you. Nah, Dr. Dillamond. No. I want abs and a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in going for casting, I definitely focus more on um, if we ever see the movie in 2021 like it's being promised. Um, but it's been promised for a long time now, yeah. so I don't – I just – they needed it. to have made they it when they had the original it. too. It's true. It's true. It could be because so many people really have though, already been in this we're talking Dreamcast and it was Kristen Chenoweth and I don't like Kristen Chenoweth's voice. <laughs> You've had a lot of Stop. good – Stop. I know. I'm sorry. Right I'm sorry. Now. She was great in the role. Yes, she, she was. couldn't do it now. I do. <laughs> also, I feel like we're playing like eighteen-year-olds, and yeah, but and, but I don't think. Yeah, no, Adina Men- Adele Dazeem couldn't play it now either. <laughs> Adina Menzel and and Kristen Chenoweth have obviously aged out of the role yes. to be in the film now. Yes, especially since film is so close to. The I was going to say, <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Other people in that role for me, though. It is even really when hard. you look at the list of people who have played the roles, like Shoshana Bean and Lindsay Mendez and Annalie Ashford, like some wonderful, amazing Broadway soon-to-be legends mm. have been in those shoes. Um, and I was like, if there was a movie, who would do it? And I fear for my life that it's going to end up being like Riverdale cast as Wicked, but I think that they'll go with Barrett Wilbur Reed. For weed for Alphaba mm. because she is 
in everything at the moment, singing those Correct. belty, belty numbers. She was the original Veronica Sawyer and is on Mean Girls at the moment. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Has she's anyone very, very actually good. seen the video of her? It's on Insta of her singing Divine Gravity. No. Oh. I would watch that and then um, decide. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it good? It's not by the look I'm, of your face. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, very tough. I love her with a yeah. burning passion, but I don't think that was her forte. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah. It is a hard song. It is definitely hard. I, but yeah. I do hate the people that come out and sing it. Look, I sang that note perfect. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't believe a word you were saying. Yeah. Like, I would rather hear some bung notes in there. Storytelling. But tell me the story yeah. of it. I'm and I'm not talking too. about, you know, there's those comments that certain people have made where I sing a million notes a night, so what if I get six wrong, Adina? <laughs> oh. No one else? She said that. That was a direct quote. Yeah. She she does say she aims to get, what, 90% yes. of the show right in live performance, mm. um, which I think is fair at eight shows a week, but maybe don't say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, all, we all know what's we going know. on, but... but mm. Yeah. In like thinking of Glinda, Glinda's hard because I think Glinda as like not a like up there soprano kind of voice is probably more difficult uh, to cast. Because does, yeah. does she go Broadway. full legit? Is it full? Like, Glinda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, it, she it's written as a legit soprano, yeah. but then she does popular. Yeah. Mm. That's it's pretty very much strange. what happens. And yeah. I kind of like see Emmy Rossum do it. She was in Shameless. She was in oh, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, she's a yeah. she's a trained opera singer. Okay, and a phenomenal actress. Well, I then know. I'll take it. So I would, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal actress is really the thing that you need, mm. and it, there because is the real a story is Glinda. Like the real mm. in uh, mm. the the big arc is Glinda, in my opinion. Like. Elphaba is always kick-ass from the start. Like she's strong, she's a strong independent woman who don't need no man (laughs) and she come in and she knows that she can perform magic and then it's learning how to harness that and realising that she can't trust everyone. Yeah. Where Glinda has that, like Glinda's not stupid. No. Glinda puts stupid on in the morning like her makeup and it's a a way that she's used to face the world and she knows that she, she can play the game, you know. Like she's Cersei. Alphabet's Ned. Um, but we're just <laughs> – she is the one that has to tell a story with looks or a catch in her voice or a subtle aside to someone where I yeah. think Alphabet is very straight, straight, down straight down the line. I'm going to belt. I'm not changing for anyone else. Yeah. This is what I want. She has that moment where do I go against a friend and yeah. have the boy. Yeah. But I think – it's a hard sell to be Glinda because you don't want – if the audience think you're stupid, then they're not going to like yeah. you. Yeah. And I think I think there's a temptation to play the <clears throat> comedian yes. with Glinda. I've seen a lot of people that play – that try and play it almost Elle Woods in Wizard of Oz. Like it's got oh, that – so much. Different. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. Glinda played the way I would like to see Glinda yeah. played. Okay. Well mm. – We'll lay that challenge down with, we will. with <laughs> real I, water and KB's yeah. Glinda. I'll come in and direct. I want to see John Lithgow as the wizard. Oh, I want to see Jeff Bridges as the wizard. Oh, Jeff yeah. Bridges? Yeah, because I think so people would love I think people would love it. He can sing. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. because I think people would fall, want to fall in love with him, but then they're trying to not hate him and then they get conflicted. Well, we should just get Nicolas Cage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> No. Connor like and Nicolas John... Cage as the wizard. No. Sean Connery? Sean Connery. As the wizard. I don't know. I like I mean, I, like I get John the Lisa. accent isn't exactly <laughs> Midwestern when they're in a hot air balloon, but <laughs> we'll do what we can. <laughs> I I wouldn't actually mind seeing um, um, Neil Patrick Harris as Dillamond. Oh, yes. Mm. I think he could do that. I'd do it. I threw in a bit of Brian Darcy James in there, but I like Neil. I think he could I, – I mean, I think he's a little young to be a believable wizard, mm. but, but I would pay cool. big money to hear his voice through the subwoofers and everything like that yeah. that they do for that mask. I think it yeah. would be very cool. It'd be very cool. I'd keep Miriam Mar- Margulies in as Marvel. Yeah? Yeah, I think she'd be <laughs> super fun. She's got a perfect look Doesn't she? Yeah. I want Maggie Kirkpatrick. Can Ooh. you imagine? Sorry, who? I missed it. I was adjusting my headphones. Maggie Kirkpatrick. Ooh. That would be cool. Maggie Smith. With a bustle. Oh, Maggie Smith. Or well. the Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. Or they can yeah. just tap in like every <laughs> 10 minutes there's a new Maggie in there. <laughs> um, there I, I would love to see a gender-swapped Morrible. 
So Ooh. it's just a guy who's playing a woman, not a drag queen. It's just that it's a guy playing that part. Kind of like Trunchbull. Yeah, because it's mm. never really discussed. Mm. I mean, I know she's Madame Morrible, mm. but there's no reason why in Oz it can't be. Maybe I mean, maybe the it's the capital. Have... District 12 is coming. <laughs> she, <you> know, <laughs> they, could, they could be a little bit more she fluid with it. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Big wigs Ooh. and Elizabeth Watson-Face who plays Effie. I mean, you could She'd also swap Dr. Fancy Morrible. <laughs> She'd be a super I'm fan. thinking more like Divine, but like I would watch that. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Big to differ. Um, for, for a show that is so powerfully female, mm. apart from those two characters and a little sister on the side. Do not even get me started on Nessa. We will be here all day. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's, it's really all the rest of the roles are men. Yeah. But I think it's even more so that there's not many roles. For a giant oh, well, yeah, show. Yeah, it's such a big show there aren't a lot of roles. There's, there's only what, really eight. Six, six, seven maybe? With Bo- if you include Bok. Bok, yeah. Then, yeah, eight. Bok, Nessa, Elphaba, Glinda, The Wizard. Madam. The Dr. Father, Madam Morrible. Dr. Dillamon. Dr. Dillamon. There's eight. And the father's not really... No, that's not a thing. Because the wizard ends up, like, generally voicing him anyway if it's not him on stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Spoiler alert for for anyone who doesn't know. (laughs) For a giant show it is quite light for characters. Yes. And and some of them are, like, Dillamon has three scenes. Yeah. So... I don't think it's that it's anti-girl power. I think it's just... No, no, I'm not saying it's anti-girl power. It's just for a show that that banks on... Oh, correct. Yeah. For being a girl power show, it's those two female characters are pretty much surrounded by men. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can also look at it that way as like, I mean, it was 2003 girl power. The girls still fight over a boy. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't <laughs> achieve anything. Do you know, like it's still very... <laughs> when I get through the no Bechdel, Bechdel test. test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, we've does pass the Bechdel test for most scenes other than yeah, yeah. the boy scenes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, done. I was. Well, she's trying to make popular. her pretty to get a man in popular. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone completely Sorry. off. I know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> if we were casting Nessa Universal Pictures, uh, just email me. I would uh, be totally. Do you want to do it like that. the book and have no arms? No, I just want to be able to be in a wheelchair for all of the dance numbers. Yep. <laughs> no worries. It's fine. The non-dancing role. I'll yes. take it. <laughs> Please. Well, um, let's see if we can find four other shows that uh, KB can do in a wheelchair yes. in our top five list. Top five shows to be super popular and not win the best musical, Tony. Yeah. It's got to be up there. <laughs> Even coming into that season, it was it was a no-brainer. It was so popular. It was definitely going to win. Yeah. Didn't. Didn't. It's Sad. happened to a few shows. We've yeah. talked about a few shows on this on this podcast where we've come to Tony's and gone, wait, it didn't, it didn't win? Yeah. What? And I think it also <laughs> says that you never know where the life is going to come out of it because it might just keep going on like with community theatre and it's yeah. really popular and people just keep listening to it and it just captures it but it maybe just wasn't the best at the, yeah. at the time. Hmm. Uh, what other top fives are we putting Wicked on? I'm putting it on top five most popular musicals for non-theatre goers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought top five musicals that – rely on tech to tell the story. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of magic goes on. Yeah. Huge amounts of tech yeah. that, yeah. Uh, top five book to musical adaptions. Book to movie to... Book to movie to musical to it's book so, to movie. Other, <laughs> than, other than the to title, to it's so not an adaptation. It's like you need to read the, it's, it's so I different. It's insane how different it is. Um, top... Five, I know the original Broadway one, top five largest pit. It had a huge amount of musicians, I think, the first one. I think in a particularly in a time even on Broadway where everything was six keyboards and a kit. Um the, yeah, it was it was a full <coughs> pit orchestra. Yeah. With extra percussion. Yeah. And that's the big thing that really sells the sound of this show. If, is if the you percussion. get a chance, um, I can never remember the guy's full name. It's Chris something and he is the – Chris something, that's his full name. Yeah, Chris, what's, what's his name? Um, he is the pit drummer 
for the first national tour of Wicked. And he, it's not whole songs, obviously, because he also has to follow copyright. But they reorchestrated for the first national tour. And it is really rocky. It's really, really cool. There, I think there's seven people in the pit. There's two on percussion and him, and there's like a guitarist. But all those things that you originally think of as the brass yeah. were basically given to one of the two guitars. It's really cool. Wow. If you get a chance to listen to it, um, they should release it. But it's amazing. Google's giving me Matt Van der N and drum. Try, um, it, this is years ago. He probably released it. But on YouTube, it's like pit camera. Pit oh, Chris Ijiago. There you go. Ijiago. Did I get Chris right, though? You got Chris right. Um, we're getting one from our producer saying top five iconic modern roles. Yeah. And top yeah. five female duos. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had top five spin-off musicals. <laughs> spin-off <laughs> yeah. musicals. Um, and I, for me, it's in top five Schwartz stage and screen. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's short. I mean, he's done some successful shows. And movie. But I didn't realise the amount of movies that he'd done. Yeah. yeah. Like Prince of Egypt. I know. So good. <sighs> he's done a fair bit of yeah. uh, animated. Yeah. 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 Especially for DreamWorks and stuff when they were really big in the animated heat. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to the microphone. I'm sorry. I'm coming back to the microphone. I'm coming back to the microphone. <laughs> Any other top fives for Wicked? Uh, that's all I had. Top five shows where the lead will leave after the ensemble, after getting all the makeup <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> top five least desirable changes after show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It probably comes off pretty quick. It probably comes off a lot faster than it goes on. That's true. It's multiple layers. Top five nightmares for lighting designers. (laughs) Let's put a white girl in pink next to a girl in black with a green face. (laughs) Yeah. It is good luck. (laughs) Hell on earth to light that to light them, Um, because you never put anyone in green on stage. Um, I'm gonna say top five entrances for Glinda. The bubble always, every time goes. <gasps> Not everyone can travel by bubble. That, I was like, what, she, when she gets wheeled on on top of That's the suitcases? Because I always think of that as it's her entrance. entrance. Because in the the chronological order of the story, yeah. that's the first appearance of her character. But, of course, the opening of the show yeah. is not the chronological beginning of the story. No. It is, in fact, the end of the story. Top, top five random choreography bits in a show because if you see the Broadway version, they start, all of the ensembles start as a hat. There's a giant witch's hat on stage that they are forming out of fabric. What? Yep. And the curtain goes up and there is a hat and it d- dissolves in all and then they're under it. So basically it's a huge close-up of the hat on the floor. What? Yep. I don't remember seeing that. I'm trying to think back to it. It is. I was probably just completely... Overawed. Because the dragon had moved. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, why are there cogs? <laughs> there was so much going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's a giant witch's hat. <laughs> um, uh, top five songs loved by little girls in pink everywhere. Yeah. Popular. It was my favourite though, sort. Surprise, comedy role. <laughs> Very surprising. <laughs> Any other top fives? Top fives? Top fives? Top fives? None from me. No, I think I'm done. Let's have a break. And now we have come (coughs) to the end of the show. (laughs) I'm saddened by the news. Thank you, Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually my name. Uh, so tell us tell us what's going on with Panic Productions and various things. Uh, Panic Productions um, is currently in rehearsals for American Idiot. We're very lucky to have the Queensland uh, Community Theatre premiere of American Idiot. The Queensland Community Theatre premiere. That's right. Uh, we are going on from the 21st to the 23rd of June at QUT Gardens Theatre. Nice. Um, tickets are available from panicproductions.com. That's with two N's, so P-A-N-N-I-C. Um, 
honestly, it's amazing. The cast we have amassed, which Caitlin is one of them. Caitlin's playing What's Her Name? Um, what's her name? What's her name? name? Yeah. What's her name? And if you don't get that reference, you can feel free to listen back to our American Idiot episode. Which yes. Which was quite some time ago. Many years ago. With, who was that guy? Wait. It oh. was you. It was me. <laughs> Do I need to Google it? <laughs> it was me. Um, we have been absolutely spoilt and blessed with the cast that we have had come on audition for this show. Um, there are people from all over Southeast Queensland that are performing and we also have the most amazing band. Um, come and see it. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, and then later on this year we are also doing um, We Will Rock You also at, also at Garden Theatre. Double whammy. Yeah. And if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you can also see when we have our upcoming uh, Play on Words, which is our Panic at the Discos parties um we last year we had nightmare before christmas this year we've just had our eurovision Duze points party and nice. coming up we have glam rock uh which is also at the wickham and then we're going to have the worst formal ever party so <laughs> come in your prom dresses it's like your real formal but you can drink at this one legally so <laughs> Perhaps KB and I could go dressed as Glinda and Alphabet. Oh. But like badly. Oh. Who would be who? That's Ooh. a good question. Do we like scissors, paper, rock it out? For Why don't sure? you just swap throughout the night? Oh, like what? 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 <laughs> no, like a three-legged race. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us come as like half Alphabet, half Glinda. And we just switch <laughs> sides. <laughs> My name is Alinda. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming and sharing the show with us, Panda and Caitlin. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. We always love to have you. We do and do. Um, my name is Miranda Selwood and KB. Slash Julie. Slash <laughs> Julie Eisentrager. Thanks for sharing a mic and the time and value on this podcast. Thank you, Miranda Selwood. Um, if you would like to find us on socials, we've got a website at that's not com slash M-T-M-E-I-K. You can find us, um, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know on Facebook. We're at Musicals Teach Me on Twitter and Insta. You can send us an email about Wicked or anything else, Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate and review if you haven't done that already. Tell your friends. And if you've got a couple of bucks to spare mm-hmm. uh, so that we can put on the real rain KB's Glinda version of Wicked yeah. along with all the other magical things that we've promised you. Mainly Zane doing um, lots of things. <laughs> yeah, Zane can dance. I will the never Necronomicon forget. for you. Um, Is that still you, a thing? Is that still happening? Yeah, like, but only yeah, if we, we can. We need to get enough patrons. patrons. It's patrons. definitely not a thousand at all. It's not one. It is and one thousand, can, but I'm going to make him do it at 500. <laughs> <laughs> So you can help us get there uh, by going to patreon.com slash musicals. Taught me everything I know. You throw us a couple of bucks a month. It helps us keep bringing you episodes like this um, for another fun, you know, 27 years or however long we're going to keep doing this. How long is it going to take us to get through all the shows? Forever. Well, it took you two and a half years to get to Wicked. I know. You gotta save some of them. It's you know, true. <laughs> Coming. Um, if there are shows that you want us to cover, please get in touch and let us know. Uh, we would love to make sure that we're doing everything that you want to hear. If you've got any feedback on the new format of the episodes too, we would certainly love to hear that. So it is time for me now to say so long, Bye. farewell. Bye, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Be kind to one another. So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zainty Weber. 
Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.